we might as well just call this episode the uh, the John Rom edition. Um, John Rom has been on fire. It's uh, January 2023. Today is Tuesday. Um, the tournament at Torrey Pines starts tomorrow, so they're doing a Wednesday through Saturday start this week. So it's a four-day tournament, and the reason they do that is because in football, the uh, both the conference championship games are on Sunday, so they don't want to compete against them. So here we are, Wednesday through Saturday, and uh, as things stand right now, Rom's the best player in the world. Uh, he's not the number one in the world because of the way the points are calculated, but he's the hottest guy going right now. He's won, um, I think, three out of the last five tournaments he's entered. So he won um, a, DPT, a DP World Tour event, and uh, not as familiar with that. And then he won at the Century in Hawaii. He won last week at the, uh, the American Express, which was in Palm Springs. And now he walks into Torrey Pines where... Um, he didn't win last year. Last year he tied for third, but the time before that was the U.S. Open. He won the U.S. Open. Um, he's got second at the Farmers in 2020, and then he also won it in 2017. So here we go for the weekend. Uh, hottest player in the world going into a course he loves and plays well in and, you know, won a major championship there as well as the tournament itself. Um, he also... He's had a few good quotes this week. Uh, the best was at the uh, last year at the uh, at the tournament uh, at the American Express. He was caught like on the mic. I don't know how they got him, but he was caught. And he said, "Oh, this course is a piece of s. It's an effing putting contest." And he took a little heat for that. And uh, so this year, when he won, he was in the press box, and you know he cracked a joke. And the joke was, "I don't have much to say." I'm just going to say that I'm glad I came back and won the putting contest this year. So, uh, you know, a little humor from the big Spaniard. But yeah, man, the guy's been on fire. Um, he also, he had some, what I think are some sane words about the live tour. And uh, I'll just read you that quote here. Uh, let me just pull this up. Uh, this is what he said about live. I hope we are past the pettiness between the tours and we can try to figure out a way to make the best situation we can make it. That would be my point of view. There's no need to throw shade towards them and there's no need for them to throw shade towards the PGA Tour. I think it can be done. And at this point, just put, put out the best product and let's see who lasts longer. If you're, confident, if you're so confident yours is the best, you shouldn't be trying to battle or an argument that doesn't make any sense. Perfectly said. Like, like I'm not, I'm not going to interject my personal opinion into Live versus PGA, but I don't know. There just seems to be a lot of talk on both sides, and people don't seem to like one another. You know, just from the outside casual observer. Um, well, I'm more than casual, but you know, just looking at it from the outside. So I, li I like I like what he was saying there, um, and I agree with that. So okay, let's get to Tory this weekend, tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, yeah, I'll be out there on Friday, so I'm looking forward to that. I got a good good viewing area where I can watch everybody tee off, so um, I'll be able to capture some golf swings and um, put that on the golf BPM stuff as well. But uh, yesterday, Monday, wait, is it Tuesday? Yeah. Um, yesterday, they had the final play-in tournament, 
And there's four dudes who made it. Um, Caleb Sherratt, Harrison Kingsley, Spencer Levine, and Robert Garrigas. Um, so what they did is, one of my friends actually played in this last week. He played in a qualifier at a course um, called East Lake out in Chula Vista. And I guess maybe the top two or four from that tournament. And there were like, I, there was probably like six qualifiers like that. And so all those guys go in and then they played Monday and it was probably 120 man field. And of that, those four guys made it. Interestingly, um, Spencer Levine went to the same high school as me. He, he's a few years younger than me. So he's probably like 40. And, uh, I don't know that he was ever on the PGA tour. He's definitely played in the events. And if, if, this is a funny story. So when I was a kid, the first job I had in high school was at a golf course called Valley High Country Club in Sacramento. And I would park the carts of the members and wash the clubs and pick the range. And me, me and, you know, my buddies. And so we used to go and there, everybody, we'd clear the range before we'd start picking it. We had to pick it by hand sometimes. And so we'd clear the range and we'd go out there and we'd start picking it and, um, there was this one dude who was, I don't know if he was a tour player or, or he was, he was a really good player and he would always hit. And so we'd let him hit cause he'd hit perfectly. And, uh, and then we'd be like from the back of the range, we'd work our way to the front of the range. And as we get to about 150 yards or maybe 120 yards, he'd start hitting them over our heads. And then we'd get all the way up and he'd just be hitting them over our heads. And we didn't care cause every shot the guy hit was right next to the flag. And it was Spencer Levine's dad. And so, you know, he was the dad and the son was, he was Spencer was a little kid. Cause like I said, he was like 10 years younger than me. Um, so anyways, he, he's a good player and um, nice to see him make the play in. And, you know, you never know. Hopefully one of these guys will make the cut and, and make a little money. It's tough living, right? Um, so that's that. Uh, I did play Tory a week ago. Well, eight days ago. Um, I was in one of the final groups that got to play the South course. Um, it's extremely tough right now. So the situation out here has been in San Diego is it's been raining, uh, way more than usual this year. In fact, it's like one of the wettest years in the last 25 years. And so the, the course itself, obviously they're going to let the rough grow at Torrey as usual. But what the difference is, is this year is it's rained so much that they haven't been able to mow it at all. Um, perhaps they're going to mow it this week, but I doubt it. And the other interesting thing is when I was playing it is it was like walking on a sponge. So if you got into the rough, um, as you would step, you could actually, the water would kind of come up a little bit, just like if you took a sponge and pushed the sponge. So it was brutal. Um, I'm a, I think I'm a 7.4 handicap right now. And I shot 90, and that was that was with uh, that was with a pretty good finishing stretch too. I think I went um, par, par, bogey, par <laughs> to shoot a 90. So uh, yeah, it's rough out there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the other thing I can give you just the local knowledge. I don't know. I don't, I don't bet on golf, but every now and then um, I pick some winners, and I'm pretty good about that. But the, the big difference here is that because of the short daylight hours, you know, it gets dark at 5, 5.15 here, um, they have to, use, to get a full field, 
they're going to use both courses. So they have the south course and the north course. The north course is significant, significantly easier, particularly for the, the PGA guys. So that allows them to have a huge field. Um, so Wednesday and Thursday. So like if you play the north Wednesday, you play the south Thursday. Then they'll cut the field. And then once they cut the field, Friday and Saturday are both on the south course. The reason I bring this up is because what you'll tend to see at this tournament is the guys that get a Wednesday tee time on the north course will throw up a huge number, eight under par, nine under par. And then the next day, though, and then the guys that play the south course, sometimes the, the lowest score will be one or two under. So just keep that in mind because, <laughs> you know, a lot of times these guys will go out, they'll shoot eight under par on the north course. The next day they go out, they shoot two under par, under par on the south. They're 10 under par. Uh, you'll see a lot of the guys that start on the south course, they get beaten up the first day and then uh, they're not the, they, they don't make up as many strokes on the north course. So, you know, just something to keep in mind. So I think that's it for now. I, I mean, the big question is, can Rom win it? Um, it's a good field. Rom, Zalatoris, Justin Thomas is out there. Uh, Morikawa is out there. There's a few others. So, I mean, it's anybody's game, but I mean, you know, obviously the the hottest man on the planet going into a course he loves is Rom. So let's see if someone can dethrone him this week. Should be exciting. And uh, like I said, I'll be out there Friday. We'll be posting a bunch of stuff on uh, Instagram and whatnot. And uh, we'll do a recap probably on, maybe on Sunday, uh, but probably Monday. I'm a huge Niner fan, so uh, we'll see how it goes with the football and give you a recap and that's it for the for the day. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN. Uh, Jeremy Callahan.